going? Hello, boys and girls. It's the sweary boys coming under the world. I mean, now we're diving into the mountain. I think the Lemurians found a youth fountain. And they refilled their ships, made a bunch of giant babies. Now we're giving a shit. Bigfoot's here, the whole gang's coming to Bright light spaceships and some FOUs I mean some UFOs, no I mean OFU It's the What It Podcast, we're back slapping with you Come on, man Yeah, man You did her, bud I done did her, and you done did her, and We done did her We out of here Nope <laughs> we in here. We no. We in here. I live here. We out here. Literally, you live here. <laughs> I'm at home. Live in the studio. What's up, man? Uh, you know, same shit as like ten minutes ago. Same shit, different crystal. You know us. <laughs> you know Fucking us. Billy. Uh, mm. dark. Um. Um. <laughs> I'm out. Mm. Your turn. It's got to be more people named Crystal, right? <laughs> Dark Crystal wasn't even a person. I ran out after one. If we're doing people, well, cultural touchstone references, you at least got two. There's got to be, <laughs> um, there's got to be a first name Crystal. I went to prom. Steve. I went to prom with a girl named Crystal. Oh, right, that's a person's first name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, thinking is tough sometimes. You know, it's the worst. I did go to prom with a girl named Crystal. Oh, maybe that set you, my you destiny. Went to prom with a girl. Are you are you just impressed that I won it all? Is that what yeah. you're saying? I mean, that's just a, that's hey, a big day. Not only am I not only should you be impressed by that, but she asked me. <laughs> Were you like? Holy shit! Hey. I was like, watch me throw this football really far over the mountain. I'm getting dickered on this one. <laughs> we didn't actually. We didn't get. T- you love that way too much. You love uh, picturing that guy at prom way too much. <laughs> oh, boy. I forgot that that one was on here. I was going for this oh, one. Oh, oh, I'm, and, I'm getting dickered on this one. It's <laughs> so good. It's it's committed. You know, it's really committed. You know, he knows what he wants. And I, can, I can respect that. <laughs> he wants to get dickered. Let that man work. <laughs> Let that man whip it. New t-shirt. Let Ray cook. Let. Oh, God, I don't think I'll be able to survive without that. (laughs) We got to put up there just so you can order one. And if y'all think that's funny enough, you can, but I'm definitely going to wear a Let Ray Cook t-shirt. No one else is going to appreciate that. Don't care. You should make one for yourself. I intend to. All right, tell me about the lemurs that live inside of Mount Shasta. I wish it was lemurs. Many primates, bro. Many primates. Uh... What do you know about the Lemurians, bud? Well, they uh, they had to leave Lemuria when you know about Lemuria, bud. When their continent flooded, and it became an underwater continent, a lost continent, if you will, a la, a la the lost city of Atlantis. Well, yeah, except some are real, uh, or maybe that- Atlantis is, but like this has actually been documented. With uh, what's the one by New Zealand? It's like Zealandia or something. Mm. You know about this? <laughs> Do you know about this shit? Though? Wait, did, did you did you just say what's the one by New Zealand? Z- New Zealandia. It's called Zealandia. Uh, that's actually a real thing. To be honest, that's just kind of fucking lazy. 
It makes sense, though. It's like how you got North and South America. This was the old Zealand. No, nah, Now you, that sank and you got a New Zealand. I mean, I guess. I just feel like that'd be like if India found an island off their shore, they'd be like, we'll call it Indiana. It's not like that at all. And it's the, uh, it's the other order, if anything. I don't know. This sank like millions, tens of millions of years ago. But that's what I'm saying. Many it, millions, bro. Many millions. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is they didn't know until they found it. Right. To so me, they were calling themselves New Zealand. They're like, oh, shit. But there's an old Zealand, though. But that's the point, is when they were calling themselves New Zealand, they didn't know the old Zealand existed, which means they Bro, should be Zealand. you're underestimating the oral, tr- oral tradition. I mean, I guess that's true. That's a thing. That's yeah. a thing. The oral tradition is live, alive and well with Lemuria, bro. The oral tra- tradition of the What If podcast just says, fuck with us, we grown now. Yeah. That is, that is <laughs> our, future gener- dear future generations. Fuck with us, we grown now. <laughs> That's our deepest oral tradition. Uh, I, this is probably not the time or place. I'm just going to keep interrupting you, sorry. Um, <laughs> do we do anything Lost else? Continents should be a, a whole episode of this show. That's all. It's I'm fucking fascinating, and I spent most of my time for this episode just researching places that sank. That's cool. I, I actually, I would like to do an episode on Atlantis yeah. in, in its entirety. That could, that could be an episode alone, and then we could do another full one on Lost Continents. Many floods. I'll say too many. Mm, well, I apologize. I guess I, did, I didn't know anybody uh, around that time, so maybe, you know. Yeah, me either. It might have earned it. It probably weren't any people, honestly, if we're talking tens of millions of years ago. What about the Lemurians, bro? Well, we also need to do the, what if we're not the first civilization one? So tell me about the lemurs that live in the mountain. You guys. I'm done talking. Don't worry. We've got lots of podcast ideas lined up, and we'll keep making the show for at least 8 to 25 years. Yes, but. Are they trash? The Lemurians? No, our our ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Rob. Um, Well, you guys will have to tell us. And if and if you have better ideas than our ideas, please Keep send them, them to your goddamn self. No, please send them to hi what if podcast.com podcast. or send us a voicemail at 612-246-4614. In fact, Mount Shasta was a listener. Make a YouTube channel. <laughs> Mount Shasta was a listener recommendation. It was. It was. I don't remember who though. I'm sorry. We'll we'll shout them out before the episode's over. I'll I'll do uh I'll do a search of our Also, I mean, if we're being honest, you weren't the first one, bro but we'll give you credit because you're the most recent. Oh, to recommend it? Oh. You ain't original. Sick. We don't want to hype you up too much, guy, whose name I don't remember. Yes. Oh, no, dude. It is. It's the same dude who sent it twice. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Yo, y'all, if I, if I could document Spencer's face right now, <laughs> like, it was very like, you know what? That's on me. <laughs> When you put it like that, <laughs> you're right. And you know who recommended Mount Shasta for an episode? No, obviously I do not. <laughs> I do not. Michael Jackson. That's the worst name I ever heard. False. Double. double. His head fell off. Okay, bud. Relax, fucking fast fingers. <laughs> if you would tell us about, Le- I've asked you to tell us about the lemurs inside the mountain at least three times. Now. I'm thinking. I'm thinking Michael Jackson. For telling me, keep pausing at funny moments. For telling me, to, not telling your story. <laughs> I'm thanking Michael Jackson for telling me to learn about the 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 lemurs inside the mountain. So, Lemuria, parentheses continent, which I like a lot, 
is uh, it's it's a hypothetical continent. We don't have like fully confirmed evidence that Lemuria was in fact a true continent. But do you want to know? Do you know why it's called Lemuria? Lemuria. Mm. That's some serious Lemuria, Bill Murray. Uh, Somebody out there got that joke. <laughs> it's mostly inhabited by lemurs. It's actually Madagascar. Uh, actually, do you know that Madagascar has something to do with this, or did you just say that? No, but that's where lemurs live. Okay. Yes, it is. Uh, so, <laughs> so basically, I was um, give myself an air horn, but you told me I couldn't push any more buttons. <laughs> you were just getting a little finger happy over there. No, trying to do my job. There Keep the are show entertaining. <laughs> there are lemur fossils, both on Madagascar. And on the continent of India, but we have not so far discovered lemur fossils in the Middle East or on the continent of Africa. Land bridge, bro. Many bridges. <laughs> so the idea is uh, that uh, there was a let's see, I don't know, I don't know what year it was, eighteen sixty four. A uh, zoologist named Philip Sclater. Uh basically posited that because that's true, at some point they must have been part of one landmass or there must have been a connective landmass. Or before humans were around, aliens used to abduct lemurs. True. Or remember a long time ago on one of our Patreon episodes? Probably not. Where we talked about how there was that one island where the biologists documented the monkeys that were riding on deer to get faster oh, from place yeah. to place. Yeah, those guys are doing something. Doing doing it real big. Maybe there are some lemurs out there who are like, hey, this dolphin is tight. Let me grab that fin and just like ghost it just to another location. It. They just sent it. I kind of feel like a dolphin would be like, and I'm diving as deep as it takes to murder you. <laughs> so you stop holding on. Well, they still have to breathe air. I know, but I'm just saying they can they can hold Maybe. their breath for probably longer than a little teeny teeny lemur lung. Do the lemurs on India have greater lung capacity? That would prove your theory. That would prove the theory. <laughs> that what do they call those things that attach to whales' sides? The little like weird fishies that have suction cups for mouths, mm. and they're like little riders. I think that's their name. Suction little cup riders. Dude, people are yelling at their phones right, right now. Right on the list. Fuck. Um, but yeah, they're like that. But lemurs. No, this this person thought that they they were connected, and they thought they were connected uh, through a potential landmass, which they decided to call Lemuria. Makes sense to me. Uh, a a continent that potentially, I mean, the way it's mapped, which let's not get too excited about maps of hypothetical continents. But uh, we should. But, Sounds like fun. It basically. I fucking love that map. <laughs> it basically takes up the entire Pacific Ocean. It's like actually, instead of the Pacific wait, Ocean, wait though, there was a continent. So this dude just—you sure he didn't just use the wrong color on the map? <laughs> like this is land it's and this supposed is water. To be blue, but he colored it green. <laughs> and he was like, "See, they're here. <laughs> lemurs everywhere. <laughs> See that area? All you're, lemurs. <laughs> you're a bad biologist. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I no, I think." I mean, he posited that they had to travel on land. So when did they start living inside Mount Shasta? Well... And if you're going to California, shouldn't they have gone across the Alaskan-Russian land bridge instead? Well, look at you, fucking fancy land bridge man. <laughs> Knowing about all your land bridges. Um, 
what you talk about the lemurs themselves? Mm-hmm. Well, I think the idea is not necessarily that the lemurs themselves are the ones who live inside of uh, the oh. mountain itself. The, like the, Unf- the, the descendants of the lemurs? Uh, is this a metaphor? <laughs> are we the descendants of the lemurs? I like I like watching you struggle for understanding. Like, but when do I get a pet lemur? Like, this is all good and fine, but I, I'd like to know when my lemur comes to my doorstep. I'm just gonna start asking: Is this a metaphor about all the things, everything we talk about on the show? Yeah. So anyway, uh, or just start a new podcast called "Is This a Metaphor." <laughs> And we hey, just talk- making the meme this week. Just put it on that butterfly <laughs> meme that everybody's doing. It's a, oh, yeah. Is this a metaphor? Yeah. yeah. I still don't understand it because I don't understand and the first put one. A, put a head of an of a alien on the butterfly. Ooh, that's pretty good. <laughs> I don't actually... And put uh, Ryan's head on the guy who's pointing at it. No, my head. Yeah, I was going to say... Many heads. I think it's your guy. Maybe... Wait, can, I, can my head be on the butterfly? Correct. <laughs> um... Still waiting on that story, though. Yeah, I well, I would love it if I could get there, my friend. Um, the the idea is actually that uh, there were humanoid creatures mm. that were also part of Lemuria. So, as much as Lemuria would lead you to believe that it was a land exclusively populated by lemurs, the mountain's basically a barrel full of monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> They've all got their arms tangled. It's really messy. It's one big game of Red Rover out there, <laughs> but just with in there, in in that in that continent barrel. Um, but no, the the uh, the theory goes that uh, L- Lemuria also housed humanoid-like creatures, mm. and the idea is that when Lemuria uh, sank into what is now what we know as the Pacific Ocean, its populace had to find a place to stay. Is populance a real word? I've never heard that before. It is. Crazy word. Um, That's the second time I've gotten that today, and I've gone, I know that's a real word. Wait, am I dumb? Someone who populates a resident of an area. An inhabitant, if you will. An inhabitant. Hmm. The inhabitants of Lemuria had to go, oops, the boat is sinking. We got a GTFO. And in fact... As the folklore goes, some say that uh, the Lemurians and the inhabitants of, speaking of Atlantis, the lost city of Atlantis were in um, a land war or a some sort of general... Well, it was at a premium, obviously. Everything was flooding. Disagreement with each other, yes. Um, and potentially the same event that sunk the lost city of Atlantis also sunk the lost continent of Lemuria... And yes, and caused those nations to war and find uh, a new place to stay. Mm. Now, in their exodus, the Lemurian people, not lemurs, to clarify. But not human beings either? Humanoid, I would say. Does that count? Like, I've never really understood what that term means. Like, would a, like, would a really handsome chimp be humanoid? Um... Or what, what are the characteristics of being humanoid yet not human? I'll give that a good googly moogly, but my understanding of the word humanoid is that it's human-like in nature, but with like exaggerated features that would lead you to believe it is not human. 
He had beautiful hair. He had beautiful hair. That's <laughs> yes. Okay. Um. So sim, not like like similar to a human. Uh. Let's see. Like the guy from Domino's. Yep. Uh. Having wait what? Annoyed. Wasn't that Domino's? What is Avoid it? Avoid the Noid. What are you? I have no idea. Don't worry about it. Keep going. Right I've now. ruined this episode enough already. Having an appearance or character resembling that of a human, uh, sometimes, especially in science fiction, a being resembling a human in its shape. Um, a human-shaped thing. A human-shaped thing. So a monkey. So eh, not humanoid enough, I don't think. Too much tail. Too much tail. Too much fur. Um, in fact... The the Lemurians, as again folklore goes. Well, wait, I got to get back to them fucking leaving and fighting with Atlantis. So when they left the continent of Lemuria, they hopped next door to North America, and they said, mm-hmm. "We need protection because we're having a big war with the lost city of Atlantis, the Atlanteans." Okay, and so we need a base. You know, it would be a good base. That very tall mountain over there. They crossed the entire country first, though? What do you mean? Which way did they come from? Other ocean, my guy. Mm. That would be the Atlantic Ocean on the other side oh, of the United States. Listening is real tough sometimes. Pacific Ocean would be the one on the left side of the Makes country. Makes more sense. For us. Uh, yeah, so they, they just hopped up the curb, if you will, as the road was sinking. Barrel. And climbed in that, well, from that barrel into a new barrel. Yeah, many barrels. Which was... <laughs> which was finding their home inside of makes Mount sense Shasta who's this uh, who's reporting this so because I, th- I thought we started by saying that this place wasn't real well <laughs> it's not okay um well someone says it is and uh and that someone is Frederick Spencer that's the worst name I ever heard mailed it Oliver um who wrote a, a book in that book is where this, uh, so the story goes story is mm. coming from. Mm, yes. Uh, the story is called a dweller on two planets or the dividing of the way, which is, I don't fully understand. I would have called it the lemur's tale, but that's just me. Ooh, T A I L or T A L E. We'll see. I you, mean, it's L E and I was thinking, but you know, L E, but like, but it's also Very a story about lemurs. of the pun, right? Correct. Okay, good. Self-aware. No, it's good. If Very self-aware. Mm-hmm. Um, so Frederick Oliver was born in 1866 and wrote this book, A Dweller on Two Planets. Um, finished the book in 86, so was lazy because it took him 20 fucking years. Come on, Frederick. It's okay. He didn't have Word or Google Docs or any of those things. Get your shit together, Fred. It's probably harder for Fred to do that. Fucking figure it out, Fred. Um, but uh, yeah. So so Fred presents this uh this story as uh something that happened to him as he was. Go ahead. How old is Fred? Uh, currently. At at that time, Fred. I was gonna say Fred was born in '66. His head fell off. At some point, it did. Uh, or it's in the process of falling off in a box under the dirt. Um, but th- didn't this, even if this hypothetical continent existed, wasn't it millions of years ago? How would he know? He had personal experience with something millions of years old? He was hanging out. He's 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 millions of years old. Well, look, if you're not prepared to do the research. <laughs> no, uh, Fred, Frederick's 
Oh, that's actually good when it when it stops just at that point. Actually, nice, well done. Thank you. Um, no, so Frederick had this story about the Lemurians and their sinking continent and their journey into Mount Shasta, communicated to him through his uh, through his hand. Yep. Huh. Yes. Correct. Okay. So Frederick Frederick uh, basically one day went into some sort of fugue state, mm, and his hand. Best. Started making writing motions. Oh, sure. And he said, hand. Automatic writing. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Automatic writing. So he was. Um, and it told him there's a mountain full of lemur folk. In And they walked across the ocean to in, get there? In short, yes. Cool. In short, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in, in long, basically, he didn't really, as he tells, didn't know what was happening. He just felt like. His hand was being compelled to write a story without his effort or brain. Right, right, right. And over time, this story was pieced together for him through a series of ongoing fugue states uh, that... (laughs) It was going to happen at some point. Um, One of the interesting parts about it, though, is so so Frederick talks about uh, the, the Lemurians retreat into the planet and uh he actually in the book refers to a bunch of i guess what we would consider today like very i don't know prototypical science fiction topics uh okay such as like anti-gravity and uh like quantum mechanics and quantum physics Mm -hmm. and um i mean that stuff's real, though. Right, but was not necessarily a oh. popularized common concept in 1866. True, true. Um, I don't think it was a concept at all, really, was it? Uh, no, I don't think so either. But I guess like what he was writing about was maybe versions of that under a different name kind of thing, like hey, pointing hey, to hey, concepts. Hey, hey, there's stuff that's small, and it, and it does different stuff than the stuff that's big. Sometimes it's in the same spot and some at stuff, two different times. And some stuff goes around the other stuff. Yeah. Just like the big stuff. Just but like small that. Small stuff. And uh and also uh sometimes ships fly in the air and they're long and sometimes uh they're cigar in shaped crafts. Cigar shaped crafts? Many crafts, bro. <laughs> yes, dude. So gonna, in Frederick's that's book, be my, he, the sister podcast to Rob's Our Strange Skies. What's that? Many crafts, bro. <laughs> yes. Many crafts, bro. That was pretty good. And then we're going to have a second sister podcast that's just about crafting. And, oh, like uh, like knitting and stuff? Yeah. Oh, cool. Needlepoint? Perhaps. Um, uh, macaroni Christmas nope, trees? That's Get that out the fuck out. Why? It's fucking amateur hour. What, what you, yeah, of course it is. Mm. We're not going to be professional needlepointers. Mm, well, <laughs> not with that attitude. <laughs> One day. One day, somehow. Uh, Frederick Oliver, in his book about the Lemurians, uh, references cigar-shaped craft flying and or docking. Uh, I don't know if he actually uses the word docking, but the concept of it actually being a craft that got Lemurians in and out of Mount Shasta, or excuse me. Oh, docking with the mountain, not with another craft. Yes, correct. Got it. Um, and this actually goes to, there's been some interesting tales that have happened 
Later on, we talked about the potential UFO photo from the MUFON photos in the last episode. Cup holder. Cup could be a cup holder or event. Um, but there are also some interesting eyewitness reports around like strange cloud shapes and sightings. There was one story that I read about a um, a forest fire that happened on Mount Shasta that was covered by clouds, and there was one the, smoke. <laughs> that's called, you're right. Um, <laughs> an idea. I think it, counterpoint. <laughs> uh, counterpoint. Smoke is a thing that resembles clouds. No, but I think it was um, maybe more of like a shape in the sky that was observed and once the shape retreated there was sort of a like a perfectly geometric line or shape where the fire uh, had been stopped the old ufo using the clouds as cover as cover trick. to potentially put classic. out uh classic put out a put out a fire that was threatening the home of lemurians mm. Mm. wait so they live underground but fire is scary well, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna scorch the mountainside, you know, you're gonna maybe expose some of their their entrances or their exits. Ah, plus, you know, who mm. knows if it gets into the wrong uh, crevasse? You know, you've got you've got a refrigerator that's just too warm. Isn't uh, isn't this a, a volcano? Yes, bro. So these people chose to live inside of a volcano. Um, well, yeah. Okay. Just checking. I mean, they're giants in white robes with sandals, bro. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Well, go on. They're giants. Tell me the- more. That's, that's are all. They, are they not flammable? Um, I feel like if you're giant, you can just, you know, you can handle it better. There's some pretty big things that are pretty flammable. Trees, for instance. That's true. You know what? You're right. <laughs> for- as legend goes, the Lemurians uh, have been spotted in the Mount Shasta surrounding area over time uh, as tall beings that they believe emerge from their home in the mountains to uh, potentially obtain things from the surrounding area. Ooh. Um, or have... What sort of things do they need? Um, the the way that I read it was like minerals. Like they buy like... They buy like uh, um, I think one of the one of the articles I read said phosphorus or something okay. like that. Is that why it smells so bad? Potentially. Do they, they have like trade routes with Bigfoot? They're dropping some phosphorus on Bigfoot as they're headed back up into the mountain. So they trade Bigfoot brings them crystals. They gave Bigfoot phosphorus. That's why Bigfoot stinks. Yep. And they're using the crystals for some sort of like crazy power plant inside of the mountain. So there are crystals. All inside. right, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> we got this figured right the fuck out. I think we're good. No, there are um the, the way that the the way that the story goes is there have been reports uh in the last 100 120 years in the Mount Shasta area of very tall people entering into town and paying for things in gold, which if you think about it is not that crazy of a concept if you go back 100 years like into the 1900s you go like towards yeah. gold rush time, west coast Tall people paying for things in gold is like a little bit odd, but not super duper odd. Maybe it was just like a cult who wanted to keep some things off the books. Maybe. But also buying like vast quantities of minerals. And often the way that the stories are are told is that... Building uh, bombs. What's that? Probably building bombs or building, something. Building bo- Maybe that's why the volcano keeps erupting because they're building mm. bombs on there and <laughs> set them off. Sounds like some like Mario Odyssey level... 
geology understanding. Yeah, there you go. Come on, you you know if we if we blew enough nukes up underground, it would it would oh, nukes now. It would start it would start a volcano. Yeah, probably. Um no, but that when they pay with gold, they pay with too much gold, like chunks of gold, and people are like trying to figure out how to give change for a significant amount of mm. gold. And how many the, stores accept gold? Um, I, you know, to be honest, I don't really know today how well that would work. There are places that in nineteen oh six. I feel like probably more. I guess it's some small town, California in nineteen oh hundred ten twelve years ago. Yeah, so. I mean, again, you're talking about like gold rush time. People probably were paying with flex and specs and nuggets and chunks and. Okay, so think, tall people are buying. Miner- which minerals? I can't remember like now. Salt? There's um or I can't remember now. I feel like maybe, I remember maybe it's in the book and we can phosphate. see. You can get some insight into what they were trying to do. Mm, I'm spacing. Maybe they were buying a bunch of magnesium, which is the stone Ooh. of self doubt. Mm. Wait, is it really? No, I don't think it's even a stone. Mm. I'm just saying stuff until you find the thing. Magnesium is a stone. Okay. See. Isn't it? I mean, it's an ore, right? It's an element. My mistake. However. I don't know. I don't got it. They were buying shit, bro. All right. But anyway. Um, it would be kind of fucked up if you started a cult that only allowed people that were like 6'10 and over into it. <laughs> and then if you're wearing robes, you could put like some little stilts under there too. So That's you just, true. Really fucking free. Everyone in out. your cult is like eight or nine feet tall. Just Sean Bradley like replicated yeah. over and over again. Yes. You just, I'm starting a cult in which we just clone Sean Bradley. That's the, the underlying premise of the cult. That's our mission statement. Man, we're not Repopulating even. Repopulating the earth with Sean Bradley. It sounds like a com. dangerous task. He's a, he's not an extremely coordinated person. No, but hey, he's Sean, large. No offense. We love you. We love you. You were, you were great in Space Jam. True. True. Um, but yeah, man. So speaking of the crystals. Oh, yeah. There is a crystal city. Yes. I mean, they basically live in a giant crystal, though, if you live inside a mountain. You True. are inside of a rock. But Talos, which I a was referring rock. to last week, is the name of the city that the Lemurians live inside of. I need to know everything there is to know about this crystal city populated entirely by primates. Okay. So, <laughs> turn my microphone off I guess for, for I guess for primates. 27 minutes well, and 12 seconds. Do you have the Do you have the uh the JC Brown stuff down cuz I like I looked into it but I know he's the one that kind of discovered it or the, kind of discovered it the, or the says city? he discovered it? Yeah. Uh no, but I mean I I'll be happy to read. Okay. <laughs> We can do an episode of Spencer Reads Wikipedia if you'd like. I mean, is okay, yes, let's right. do this. Jesus Christ Brown was a British prospector who discovered a lost underground city beneath Mount Shasta in 1904. Okay. He had been hired by a, an English mining company to try and find some gold, and he found a cave which went 11 miles down into Mount Shasta. That's many miles, bro. Yeah. How, hmm, I, I was about to ask an Earth's crust question, and uh, that never goes well. No, but it's, but I understand why you're asking that question. Because it's miles one of the, into the Earth seems really far. It's one of the same things that I, I wondered. The, the version of the story that I came across said that uh, this guy is basically, 
he's prospecting, right? Like going back to the gold ship we were talking about right around the right period of time to do that. And he runs into a rock face that seems weird. And he's like, eh, this isn't natural and I'm going to explore this. And basically starts taking gear from the period of time, which good Lord, I can't imagine is, I mean, your lantern is kerosene at the time and you're, you know, like, yeah, people gold, mind though. Yeah. But know. like gold mining, well, probably died too. Though. I was just going to say gold mining safety gear in 1904 cannot have been, uh, super duper thorough, the super deep borehole, which is the deepest. I believe anyone has, uh, gone into the earth is 7.6 miles. But that's straight down. So I don't know if this thing that uh, our guy found was like a shaft straight down or if it was like a tunnel at an angle or... I think the way I understood it was it's a tunnel. He okay. he basically was trying to measure his, his paces and just kept traveling further and further into this tunnel or potentially even like a series of tunnels. So, so and also if you think it's going... If you believe the story of J.C. Brown, you're heading into the mountain, maybe right. not necessarily like directly down once you get to the face of the mountain. I mean, it might have been, yeah, a like 1% decline or something. Right, but just somehow continued to allow him to walk and walk and walk and walk and walk. Into okay. the volcano! Jump, jump, jump! So approximately 11 miles in, he finds an underground city that w was filled with gold, Shields and mummies. Hell yeah, dude. Some of which were 10 feet tall or more. I heard 27 plus mummies. Again, according to who? Hey guys, do you remember last episode when we told you that uh, we were going to bookend this? Hell yes. So we have not put the other bookend on the beginning bookend. Yeah. Of this is all still bullshit. Some bullshit. But Probably. It's, but it's fun bullshit. Maybe. Probably. Or, maybe. Well, or I still not. I still wanna I still wanna wrap around at the end and talk about all of this. Okay. But yes. According to Mr. Brown, the Lemurians were he found mummies, but he's gonna describe what the people looked like, apparently. Graceful, thin, ethereal beings, mm. very tall, uh, with fair skin, because of course Every good conspiracy theory about other races needs to have at least some angle of white supremacy to it. Uh, they bummer. All, they fucking all do. Well, it's, you know, maybe they're just, uh, maybe they're aliens. Fair skin, long, luxurious <laughs> hair, and abnormally long necks, which they decorated with elaborate collars made of beads, gold, and precious stones. Tight. Crystals. They wore Christos. white robes and sandals. Again, I'm not sure how you could tell this. Because um, they're mummified. And they had very advanced technology, including atomic energy, magnetism, electronics, and the ability to alter space-time itself. Mm. Thousands of years in the past. Mm. Although if you could alter space-time, probably didn't matter when you did it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that just makes you like Rick. And you can just go in and out. They were time lords. Time lord. Um, yeah, they apparently used levitating anti-gravity spaceships to get around. Right. 
And they illuminated their underground city with an artificial miniature sun powered by some sort of energy source. Like maybe the volcanic material inside of a mountain? Or atomic fission, one or the other. Yeah. Or like... Saying like one of those things is really... They caught a lot of lightning bugs. True. True. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say a lot of lightning bolts. I was like, that'd be a lot of lightning rods, but like you could do it. Possible. Mm-hmm. Possible. Um, they had a walnut-sized organ, which protruded from their foreheads. Gross. And uh, gave them psychic powers like ESP, telekinesis, telepathy, and the ability to appear and disappear at will, just like the interdimensional Bigfoots that have been Shit. seen in the area. Uh-oh. Getting into levitating airships of some kind. Sure are. So that's what uh, J.C. Brown had to say about the Lemurians based on a tunnel that he found in 1904. Did he bring us back any documentation of this other than his personal story? Of course he didn't. Did we try to learn more? Me and you personally? No, I mean, did, did we, did he, did, oh, he, did no, he go, see, hey guys, come on, we got to go back and get some shit and look at this shit. Uh, no, okay. because it didn't happen. Oh, bummer. Probably. That would make that hard to do then if it didn't happen. Right. Most likely. I mean, yeah. Or like, I don't know. Uh, what was photography like in 1904? Probably not great. That's a good point. I get, but also, I just feel like if I, you know, if I stumbled on that on the riverbank here in Minneapolis, I would. My first thought would be to like rally a group of people and return to that location to get additional eyewitness. Even before that, I might try and take something with me that would be. Uh, Significant when viewed by someone else. Hey, big guy. Hey. Hey, I got a I got a nine foot femur here. You're coming with me, bud. <laughs> or just even like a you know you take a an index finger that's like seventeen inches long or something. Yeah, and you're like, bro. Right. What? You just you're like whipping a mule with like one fucking Lemurian finger, <laughs> held together by what? Cartilage. Bro, we learned about this last week. What? It's the first thing to go. All right. That's how your metatarsals fall off. No, your metacarsals. What, what was the... Shit, is it metacarsals or metatarsals? Mm, car Carsal is in your hand. Yeah, that's right. Because you get carpal tunnel syndrome. And your metatarsals are in that's your, your toes. Your Yo, yo, this is the first time we've ever in the history of this show... Why did, you, why did you say it like that? Figured out something that we said was dumb. We're probably wrong. I'm going to fucking good googly moogly it. I was just going to move on and be content with being wrong. Okay, carry on. You have to read your Google searches out loud when you do this, though. Metatarsal bones are a group of five long bones in the foot. That was your Google search? No, I just looked up metatarsal. Oh. and then- It's exciting and more direct than I was anticipating. Oh, they're not metacarsals, they're metacarpals. Mm, even more sense by my logic, though. Because it's carpal tunnel mm, syndrome. It's a tunnel that goes through your hand. And it's also a syndrome. Whoa. It's when you get a tunnel in your hand and you got to go to the doctor. You're not supposed to have tunnels there. <laughs> Too many tunnels. You're supposed to have one, usually. Can you please fill my tunnels so they're not... Jesus. Oh, come on! <laughs> yeah, that one's on me, obviously. You done did it. Uh, I don't, what other weird shit happens in that mountain other than it's full of... Uh, that pretty much covers, uh, I think, the Lemurian population and the stories behind them. Yep. 
Uh, yeah, Cross's stories were never verified because he couldn't bring back documentation. Or excuse me, not Cross, J.C. Brown. <laughs> you said Jesus Christ. I'm thinking about the Cross, man. This is That's your fault. Oh, uh, one last thing about J.C. Brown, uh-huh. by the way. He believed that he had uh, been cursed when he came across the, the, the 10-foot-tall mummies. Okay. Just by virtue of seeing them? Um... He believed that he and anyone that he told about it became cursed and died miserable deaths. Well, he probably should have stopped killing those people. Well, yeah. Bring you back to the point that this is probably not a real thing. You know what? You right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, you want to move from really tall people to really short people? I mean, absolutely. All right. Are they gonna are they gonna play a basketball game against each other? Is it gonna be like all the Sean Bradleys against all the Muggsy Bogueses? I think they're all dead, actually, unfortunately. <sighs> Sorry. Well, I'm still gonna envision what it would be like if they play basketball against each other in it. my head. The Lemire the Lemurs versus the What do you got? The, they don't have a cool name. We we need to make ah, them. Ah, okay, keep going and we'll figure out one. Uh there's apparently a race of Little men, or um, they were originally described by Norman Westfall as being quote tiny dwarves. Okay, I don't, I don't know if that's uh... PC. Yeah, yeah, I don't either. Okay, probably not. Let's go. Let's try on the side of probably not, and just say someone else said that. He also said that they offered to bring him some gold. So I, I think he's just like telling a story about leprechauns. Okay, cool. Anyway, you you know all about it. The 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 person, the little person disappeared and returned with a sack of what appeared to be coal, but explained that the 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 bag actually contained black diamonds and that within the black diamonds lay a secret. Okay. Is this like is this like men in black? Perhaps. There's a universe Orion's belt. There's a universe inside Orion's belt. Uh Westfall says he at this point realized that this was a quote dwarf of vast wisdom. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the list. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and, oh. and that um okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I just I just realized I, dude, I think I just hit my I hit my I hit my bullshit question. <laughs> I was like, okay, well <laughs> heck. Oh God. I almost threw my, com- my computer accidentally. Okay, no, we're good. We're good. I, one time I want to read one of these stories. Yes. That isn't A, written by an old white man. Yes. And B, doesn't somehow either disparage yeah. some group of people. Yeah. Or talk about this brilliant, uh, peaceful fair-skinned, blonde hair, tall race of, like, god people. Yeah, what's up with that? Hey. I mean, you... What's I, up with that? We we both know. I know. But I don't want to think about it. I, I just want to think about aliens. <laughs> Fuck this guy's story. We got plenty of other stories. Okay, I figured it out, though. It's, it's a stupid story. You didn't see anybody. It's the Lemurian lemurs versus the little Mount Shasta McNasties. No one knows who you're talking about still. They're playing basketball in my head right now, and that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and you know what, bro? Because the the Marian uh the Marian lemurs are so tall and the little Mount Shasta McNasties are so short, 
you are starting at center for the the little Mount Shasta McNasties, and you're gonna dunk in your first game in my head. Wait, is the, right now? The, being surrounded by short people doesn't make me able to jump higher though. Is the rim lower? No, it just means you're starting at center. But then there was more to that sentence. You said, and and you're gonna be able and you're to gonna dunk. dunk for the first time. Because this game between these two hypothetical races is happening inside my head. Okay. <laughs> along with you being involved. Got it. Got it. You're welcome. You dunked it for the first time in my brain. I'm going to move on to the Yaktavians because this one seems a little bit less uh, racist or biased against people with disabilities or women or anybody that's not an old white man. Let's do it. One of the people... Believed to live inside of Mount Shasta. Oh, there's more? Oh, many. Many people! <laughs> the people from the last story also were inhabitants or populants, if you will, of Mount Shasta. So we're up to at least three. Oh, because there's small people, big yep. people, and, and the Yaktavians. And yak, 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 yak. Yaks. Yaks. There are yaks. Just yak. Just really normal yaks. <laughs> the yaks are said to be the best bell makers in the world. Bruh, that's mm-hmm. cool. Dude, I went to all the, the weird website and blog spots and things that uh, usually you don't let me read on our show. They're all coming out today. Is These just, are all just totally garbage sources. Is it just fan fiction? Like, is that uh, what I people mean, are doing? All of this stuff is really... Well. <laughs> what's the difference? Well. <laughs> Through their use of sound and vibration, the Yaktavians are believed to have hollowed out vast underground tunnel systems and cities. Ooh. So they may be related to the, uh, who are the tall people? Those Lemurians? Lemurians, bro. Yeah, okay. And they have giant bells that they've built out of some sort of uh, crystal, so they're transparent or clear. People can't see them, Mm. but they vibrate and emit a frequency that is very unpleasant, but just out of the range of human hearing. Wow. So people are naturally opposed to going to that area because it's like, you know... The uh, the whole thing about how like infrasound, although that's really low frequencies, can create feelings of like uh, fear and unease and nausea and yeah 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 dread and doom and all that. Yes, yes. So basically, the Octavians made these bells that resonate at frequencies that naturally repel humans, so that we stay away from all their secret underground layers, even though we can't actually hear them. Correct. Mm. Mm-hmm. So we, yeah, we've talked about the, the whole infrasound theory about in relation to the paranormal and hauntings and all that kind of stuff before. Yes. So we're just instinctually uh, repelled, if you will, by That by is what sounds. is being proposed here, yes, mm. by the, the sounds of the yaks and their brilliant bell making. Mm. Now, see, we can hear that. You got to go lower. Perfect. Nailed it. What do you think? Sorry, you go ahead. Where, I, got, I got an experiment here. Wait, where did the Octavians come from? Inside of the mountain. No, but who told us about the Octavians? Whoa. What you doing, bud? See how low I can make an air horn. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's what the Octavians do to keep people away. Wait, what happens if you give it multiple, like many presses? <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's, it's a lot like, longer uh, this way too. It's fun. I feel like you should record a version of that, and then de- depending on whether it's a good thing that happens or a bad thing that happens, <laughs> you either like, get a 
or uh yes because <laughs> this one kind of like the low uh the, the slide low down horn. is a lot slower it sounds really sad it yeah. sounds like a sad trombone yeah, almost yeah, totally. which is uh which is great um you know i thought about writing down these sources and then you realized it would just be like and then i was writing the stupidest combinations of words you could ever imagine yeah, people really go pretty ham when they're trying to uh, yeah. write some of this stuff. Huh? After I wrote down BigfootEncounters.com twice, I stopped. I mean, yes. <laughs> yes. That was the that was the move. We, got, was the right, move. we did Bigfoot. We did tall people. We did short people. We did um, UFOs. We did, we did Native American yaks. folklore. Are we missing any? I That's... That's me, bud. That's what I know about Mount Shasta. All right. So you said last time that you have a theory about what's going on here and how these things are connected. No, I oh. well, not I, I wouldn't say it's that direct. You but, said last time that I'm a mediocre listener. Wait, what? Apparently I don't remember what you said last time. Oh. Um, I was like, did I say that? I don't think that sounds kind of mean. Like, I don't think <laughs> I would say that specifically. Um no, I guess. I guess what I'm what I'm always fascinated by is when cuz this has happened more than once before over the course of our explorations into the world of what if it where we find a a location or a topic or whatever that seems to persist over time and space and like these stories get promulgated through generations and through different mediums and and somehow they never die or get like refuted and to this day now there are what did you refer to them new age businesses yeah like that, 30 of them or something yeah that will take you on spiritual tours of mount shasta to well, i think that's part of your answer that there's a business involved. That there's money to be made from essentially storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. And book sales and speaking engagements and websites and all that stuff. TV shows. Podcasts. It's podcasts. <laughs> mm. Podcasts that tell these stories. Don't worry, guys. We don't make money. <laughs> and we're quite honest about these stories, <laughs> I think. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I guess that's part of it. But there's also something to me to be said for and and granted, yes, there's a lot of these that are like are are even less backed up than some of the stuff we talk about most of the time. But I guess I'm still I don't know. I'm still sometimes curious about people who report riding trains from Northern California into Oregon past Mount Shasta and see bright lights emerging from the mountain at night and pilots who in 2015 record bright lights over the mountains at yeah. flights that are unflyable by airplanes. And well, it's, it's the whole concept of like, it doesn't all have to be true. Only one piece of it has to be true for something weird to be going on. Yes, exactly. So, and there seems to, if you, even if you discredit the the stuff that we have like comically discredited throughout the course of this, are there any granules of truth to the centralization of that location? Right. There being something weird going on. Yeah. Whether that be 
supernatural or not supernatural or paranormal or not paranormal or extraterrestrial or not extraterrestrial, is there some element? Because like, I think some I, of these are just total fiction. Oh, some of the things we're talking about, completely, like not based on any actual real life happenings. No, and I think, and I think any um, any location that begets weird stories is just immediately a really easy and fun setting for people to tell the weird stories they want to tell already. Right. Because it's like, well, it's believable because there's already a backdrop of weird shit, so I can just inject my weird shit into this existence. I mean, it really is fan fiction. It's the entire concept of, I love Harry Potter so much, and everyone knows Harry Potter, that I can just sort of plug into an existing stream of what people understand to be real. I could write a great book about hypnotic regression in alien abduction patients. Uh, what do you say more about that? What do you mean? Because I've like read a bunch of those and watched a bunch of films and seen how it's portrayed, and like oh, you just write your own saying. version of that, and then it's you put out there as a real thing. You're saying you could you could plug into that sort of popular popular trope of right. of and I think content. that's that's what it is in a lot of these cases is like there's one story that gets repeated, and then that story gets repeated, yes, and there are variations on it, and they all it's this like circular logic of, well, I'm citing that one, that's citing that one, that's citing that one, and right. at the end of the day, no one's actually citing anything real. Right. It's just being retweeted in book form over and over again. Yes. And blog form. Yes. it's a And then there there starts to be this huge mass of it out there where if you search Mount Shasta, you get a bunch of really bizarre shit. Right. But if you drill down on any of it, there doesn't really seem to be anything there. Yeah. Or what's there is now become so hard to actually, like, what, what, if there is something there, it's become really hard to find because it's been piled on yeah. <laughs> with this, like, very ridiculous world of alien species and and old civilization species and... It's obscured by many shit. layers of bullshit. Right. Yeah. Which I think is always persistently my frustration is because I'm like, yeah, but I know about the one thing that is true right and even from like a folklore level like why do these certain ideas and stories and tropes get repeated over and over and over in all these different formats and across cultures like why does every culture have a myth about a great flood and why yeah and why and what what about place what about place and space like is allows for an inhabitants of that stuff, you know? You're saying why do certain locations have more of these stories? Yeah. Yeah. Like at what point is there a critical mass in the psyche of a population where it's like that is that is a thing of this place, you know? When do it the could rumors be something tip? about the, the collective psychology of a group of people or people that live under certain circumstances. Yeah. I do, or, I have... There could just be weird shit going on that's hard to identify. There could be weird shit. That, and I guess maybe that's maybe more of what I'm getting to about what I wanted to talk about is like maybe there is some weird shit that's hard to identify. Like in a lot of my reading about this stuff, I, I read um, I read like some NPR articles about the city of, or I think it's a city, right? Manchester itself is a city. Correct. Um, like about Manchester and the surrounding area. And I saw more than a few times people who say that they felt like called to the mountain 
like people who had never visited it, it before but wanted to visit it like sort of passionately and went there. There's also people who who went there for the first time and stayed because they felt like a calling like that 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 you could say that about a lot of places though you definitely could I but just i felt like i needed to, to move to new york and yeah now but, i never want to leave but it's a i feel like it's a little different when it's just like a a giant mountain that's sort of in the middle of nowhere i don't, I don't know. know that's just so circumstantial and so based in the individual i like, agree I, and it's there could be a million reasons for both of those things yeah it just seemed like interesting phraseology for you know, for people sort of it, it having some sort of like magnetic magnetic energy outside of being maybe like just a mountain. Yeah. I think I there's know. something to just the again the the scale and the geography of it too. Like it, yes. if part of the ground suddenly rises eleven thousand feet higher than everything around it, we're gonna notice and we're gonna try and figure out like yeah. What what happened there that didn't happen everywhere else? Right, like that just inherently creates intrigue and yeah. and also Me- your perceived meaning. Right, and then and then I tack on some of those. You know, you're at high elevations. Sometimes people disappear because you're in the great vast wilderness. Sometimes you see things because you're put into dire physical and like natural situations. Sometimes you know, like right. there there are definitely. Um, there are definitely layers of explanation to it all, but I just always find it fascinating that sometimes, you know, even like the Skinwalker Ranch stuff, you know, that's another one where it's like someone told a bunch of stories about a very specific place that were very far out. That one's documented so much more specifically, though. That's true. And recently. That's also true. But I guess, yeah, the, I guess more so, though, what I mean is that there are places that, Mm. inhabit strangeness and yeah. and compel strangeness. There are a bunch of theories on the paranormal side of things about that and, uh, you know, the quote-unquote window areas or these areas where these strange experiences do seem to happen more, you know? And, yeah. And you, you get into stuff like the Bermuda Triangle or, like, all the the majority of Bigfoot encounters are in the Pacific Northwest right. and stuff like that, or like, you know, the UFO hotspots around the world. Right. I I don't know. I think they're just. It would be hard to ever determine what's going on there because there are so many variables, and what you're referring to isn't even really documented. Right. So how could it's you inherently ever inherently unmeasurable? Right. So yes. I agree with you. That does seem weird, but it also seems like so much of that could just be part of our like collective folk, like modern folklore at this point. Like, yeah, Bigfoot's from Pacific Northwest. So if I'm going to like be out there, I'm going to be thinking about it. Or if I want to go see Bigfoot, I'm going to go look out there. Or if I want to write, write a story about the time I saw Bigfoot, I'm going to set it out there. It goes back to the confirmation bias stuff that we've been talking about somewhat yeah. recently as well where it's like if you if you go if someone told you weird shit happens on Mount Shasta when you go to Mount Shasta you're going to be on high key alert for the thought and possibility that you're going to see or feel or experience some weird shit and you want to have a story to tell right I think that's it sometimes too right like when we 
I don't know. We've we've gone to a couple weird locations, and yeah. But I mean, every time we've been like, "Oh man, I hope we see something crazy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's natural to want to like partake in something rare and different and unexplainable. Yeah, see something that other people don't get to see. Right. And when it's something as nebulous as like a UFO or a an encounter with some sort of creature, I think people look for any sign of that, you know, where you get to like, I felt compelled to do this. Well, you know, we feel compelled to do all the time. Like many things. I felt compelled to drink water. I felt compelled to, I felt compelled to brush my teeth this morning. Right. Like that doesn't, we, we look for the smallest, like, uh, psychology based reasons for stuff that I don't know. I, I think there's a very human explanation for some of that. Like, I agree. Window area stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I definitely feel that. And that whole concept of um that whole concept of like wanting to have a story to tell or like wanting to wanting to feel special. Like Yeah. It's a big part of it. It's I'm I am important enough or I am valuable enough or I have something of value to take from this moment. I am a celebrity. Yeah, I am a I am a celebrity. I'm a federal employee. I am a cop face. <laughs> Bed face. Uh, we out of here. Um, all right, guys. That's going to wrap Mount Shasta McNasty. Thank you all for being with us. Uh, we haven't said it in a while, but uh, if you like the show, we do this twice a week, and you're hearing the once of it a week. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash what if podcast, and for five bucks a month, you can get double the weird. Uh, then. Oh, 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 God, God. Yeah, you it should are. be all of you except like the 125 that I did it right now. Yeah, you are. Shout out to Patty and uh, shit. There was a whole bunch of other people who came on this week as well. Um, also, we got robot grandma tees. If you want to rep your Mount Chesty McNasty along with logo tees and a whole bunch of other shit at shop.whatitpodcast.com. I'm getting dickered on this one. Yeah, buddy. And as always, <laughs> if you want to get in touch, tell us a story, suggest an episode, make fun of us, whatever. Uh, you can send us an email at hi at whatifpodcast.com. Or you can call and leave a voicemail and be on the show if you call us at 612-246-4614. Hell yeah! That's all we know. Love you. Love you guys. We'll see you next week. Peace, peace.